Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. I'm excited to be attending and recording shows at Rainmaker 2016. You can join keynote speaker Gary Vanderchuk along with modern revenue leaders at the only conference dedicated to the sales development industry, March 7th and 9th in Atlanta. Get tickets now to receive cutting-edge sales content from thought leaders, learn best practices during breakout sessions, and come network with the world's top sales influencers. If you use the promo code BTFS and the number 30, you'll get 30% off. More information is on the show website at buildingthefutureshow.com. I'm also going to be at the Business Rocks Tech, Music, and Investment Summit recording shows live in Manchester, England, April 21st and 22nd, where Steve Wozniak is headlining. More information about the summit is on the show website at buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Michael Nelson, founder of iUdeme. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show, but maybe before we kind of get into um, what you're doing, let's talk about um, your background a little bit and uh, where you grew up. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm i pretty much uh, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. I've, uh, I've done a, a number of jobs, everything from uh, health, healthcare, um, science, research. Uh, I've even worked in the music industry for a number of years, working with some of the larger named stars. Um, okay, cool. Do you want to mention and, some uh, or not really, or you're not allowed? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no name plugging, no name plugging. All right, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's uh, definitely uh, born and raised Brooklyn, New York. So, uh, you know, once you make, if you can make it in New York, they say you can make it anywhere, right? Sure, I've, I've heard that a bunch of times. So I'm curious, where did you kind of, what did you take in post-secondary? In terms of uh, schooling? Yeah. Oh, so my, my degree is in uh, neuroscience. Oh, wow. So, so what, I, what made you kind of get into uh, wanting to go into neuroscience? So I've always known that I had a curiosity for science. I okay. didn't know exactly where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do specifically, but I, I lucked out by coming across a, uh, a wonderfully inspirational mentor, uh, Dr. Edward J. Catapin, and he himself is a neurobiologist by trade. Okay. And uh, there's, a, there's a funny story to that where when I was in school and I knew I knew plenty of doctors and uh, other scientists, and they told me if you were really passionate about this industry, you have to make sure you get in there, be a part of the science. Okay. And I knew that uh, I knew that Dr. Catapain had had a research laboratory that was very highly spoken of. So what I would do is every day I was at school, I would uh, I would pass by his office and I'd, I'd introduce myself, and then once he knew me, every day after that I would just pass out the door and knock on the door and say, hey, Dr. Caterpillar, just wanted to remind you, I'm interested in doing research. I'd love to be in your lab. Have a great day. And That's I awesome. Doing that. I would do that every day. Really? One day, one day I was actually late to, late to class, so I didn't get a chance to stop at his office. And as I ran past his office heading to class, I heard something topple over, and it was 
something he knocked down on the way rushing out of the office to intercept me. Really? And he said, he said, hey, uh, do you have a moment? I said, I'm sorry, I'm late to class. He said, after you're finished, I want to come. I want to talk to you. When I was finished class, I went straight to him, and he's like, you've proven how badly you want to do science and research, and I want you in my lab. He said, we typically don't start until later on in the year, but I would love to get you started right away. Wow. And, and, and that, was, that, that was it for me. That was, yeah. No, I, everything I, for me. I think that's actually like really good, and that's really interesting that you basically just like wouldn't give up until he caved, right? And I'm not saying that's bad. Like I think that's <laughs> awesome, right? <laughs> and so how long did it take him – before he kind of asked you, was it like weeks or months or, or do you know roughly how long that took for him before he was like, okay, let's do this thing. I would say maybe a month and a half, two months of constantly seeing me knock his door literally every day. Wow. Right? To the point where, to the point where I'd knock the door and I'm just like, Hey doc, science, Mike Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Like uh, to the point where he could probably mouth the words for me. I love <laughs> like, it. I'd knock the door. He's like, yes, yes, yes. Mike Nelson, science. Mike Nelson, science. <laughs> great. So, and we've we, we've had some great success in our science lab. We've done a number of scientific publications. We've won so many awards in our science, and it's just been a phenomenal journey. So, so what kind of stuff were you were you doing in the the lab? So our focus was on. Uh, something called manganism, which is it's similar to Parkinson's disease. Oh, okay. Where, uh, so what research shows that Parkinson's disease destroys what's called dopamine in the body, or it destroys dopamine cells. Okay. Manganism is slightly different. It, so manganism is the, neuro, is, the, is the toxic level of manganese in the body. So you naturally have a certain amount of manganese in your body, but when it, when there's so much that it gets to this toxic level, it creates something that's very similar to Parkinson's disease. Okay, interesting. So we began to we were doing research on that, in the sense of while some people were being told that they had Parkinson's disease, they were being treated for it, but they were still dying, and they weren't understanding why and what research has shown is because those people didn't have Parkinson's disease. Oh. They had manganism. And the reason, you know, not to go too much into the science, but... Uh, no, no, it's interesting. You, <laughs> but it, it, it's kind of like, so while Parkinson's destroys dopamine and the dopamine cells in the body, manganism simply prevents them, the, the, the receptors from being accessed by the dopamine. So it would be the same as if, think of it this way, if you put a battery in a remote control, but yet if you didn't put a battery in a remote control, your remote control's not gonna work. Sure. Right? Now if you wrap the battery in plastic or paper and put it in the same remote control, it's still not gonna work. Right. So it's, it's a matter of, one remote doesn't have a battery. The other one, the battery is being blocked from being accessed. So you have the same result. Uh, okay, that's, a, that's an interesting way to put it that I think anybody can really understand, right? 
So, so how long did you kind of do this research? Oh, I've done research for, I want to say, north of six years. Oh, wow. So a while. Yeah, we've, we, 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 we've gone to many conferences. We've gone to, we, as I said, we have a number of publications. We've, we've had a lot of success in this field. Sure. Great to God, you know. No, that's awesome. So are, are you still kind of involved in, in that research today? I haven't, I haven't actually been able to make it to the lab in a, in a little while because I've kind of, um, while the laboratory is schooling professionally, um, I don't have the time like work-wise on my schedule to get into the lab, but I miss it every day. I miss Dr. Catapane. I also miss Dr. Carroll, who's also his partner who's helped us in the lab. And, you know, she, she's fantastic. She's a, uh, she, she, she man, <laughs> she, she definitely, she's the go-to when we don't know what's going on. She's like, Hey, all right, you're not doing your numbers. Right. She, 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 she whips us in the shape. She's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm curious then, um, what, so, okay. So you did all this research and then what happened once you were kind of done with the research? Is that when you started IUDMA or, or, or was there another thing that you were working on in the meantime? So, Iudeme, the story behind Iudeme is kind of comes from a dark place. Okay. Um, it, 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 unfortunately, it's not associated to the research, but Ayur, the birth of Iudeme came from, in 2010, my older sister, um, unfortunately, uh, had a massive heart attack. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Um, she was, and, and it caught my entire family by surprise. She was only 32 years old. Um, she had come from uh, going jogging with her daughter. She has two beautiful daughters. Uh, she had just come from jogging. Um, she went home, made dinner, made some nice cookies, fed them, bathed them, put them to bed. And she was talking to my sister on the phone, and she said, hey, you know, I'm going to go jump in the shower. I'll call you when I come back out. Sure. A number, uh, Quite a while had passed, and there was no call. Then suddenly there was a call where, and she, when they answered the phone, she was frantic. And what she explained was that she had just woken up at the bottom of the bathtub. Okay. And she had been scalded awake by the hot water. She had no idea what she was doing on the floor. She had no idea why she passed out. Um, my mother and sister told her to then call 911 right away. Sure. And, uh, she said the first thing she was going to do was call her husband for him to come watch the kids, and then she would call 911. She called him. He said he'll be over in five minutes, saw her to leave the door open. When he got there, she was unresponsive on the couch. Yeah, that's uh, that's really sad. And and so that's what triggered you to basically start Ayudame, correct? So what the, the inspiration there became, while we were going through our, our depression, what we found out was that her next door neighbor was an EMT. Now she could have simply found some way to let him know, Hey, I'm in trouble. Sure. Just keep an eye on me until emergency services or my husband or someone gets here. I don't know what's going on and I'm worried. You know, we feel like if, if she didn't have to choose between calling family and friends and emergency services, 
we we can't be sure. We can't. You can never be certain about these things. But I mean, sure. Hindsight being twenty twenty, right? Yeah. You know, you always believe that if there was that opportunity, that things would have ended differently. Sure. And my sister was, she was more than just a sister to me. She was, from the time I was a child, she was my protector. She was my best friend. She was my motivator. She was my inspiration. To lose her, it was like I lost a part of me. And I, I, I know that I'm not the only one that this has ever happened to. For sure. But what I want to do, what we want to do, is we want to do our best to make sure that people have an option so that they don't have to suffer the way that we have. No, and I, and I like I think what you're doing is is extremely awesome and important and and really useful and and that's kind of why I really wanted to have you on the show because I think just helping to get out and help publicize publicize what you're doing, you know, is is kind of why what I really wanted to have you on the show for, right? And kind of tell tell the background and whatnot. So I think it's awesome and and it's super important and actually like one of my best friends and he was like the best man in my wedding um, is a firefighter. So I, I totally, you know, I, I can relate to, to that, right? And those people love to help people, especially if they're, they're neighbors and whatnot. So no, I, I think it's awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, you know, this app is so applicable to, you know, we have a feature in there where if you, if you have children, school-aged children, or you have elderly parents, you can actually synchronize your app to that same app in their device. Sure. And if they go missing for whatever reason, you can locate them. And if there's a reason for concern, you can actually activate the emergency network from their phone. No, that's so, awesome. Emergency, yeah. So maybe let's... So maybe let's dial back a little bit and kind of give, maybe give the listener exactly um, kind of what you guys are doing, what kind of situations and, um, you know, like you just mentioned that you guys are, are kind of doing and where you're looking to go with the app. Absolutely. Absolutely. So right now, the features we have released in the app is uh, you, you, you pretty much you, you create your profile, which consists of your name, your number, your address, and uh, you would add five emergency contacts. Okay. So the people who you know, if you were in trouble, you could count on them. And it doesn't have to be five. I mean, you know, but we hope if you do have five people, I mean, the more people you have, the more chances you have that someone's going to get to you. Sure. Um, you add these five contacts. You don't have to add 911 because 911 is already pre-programmed into the application. Um, and when you activate this application, when you're in a trouble situation, when you're in an emergency situation, it'll notify 911 and those five contacts that, hey, you know, Mike is in trouble. Uh, he's activated his emergency service. This is his last known location. If you're available, please get to him. This is where he is, and every 60 seconds it refreshes in case you're moving so that they know this is where he is and this is where he's going. So let's think of a scenario, God forbid, someone were kidnapped, right? You, you, you don't necessarily want to speak so that the kidnappers know you're speaking to 911, but you activate this application, and the app is telling 911 and your emergency contact 
hey, this person is in trouble, this is where they are, and this is where they're going. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we're kind of, we're definitely trying to be, deal with real-time situations in the sense of you never know when an emergency situation is going to happen and you might not always have the opportunity to stop and talk and tell 911, this is where I am, this is what's happening, this is what's going on. You might just only have a few seconds to push a button. And we want to give people that ability. No, that's fair. And and now that I'm a dad and have a, a daughter, it, like this stuff becomes more and more <laughs> like stuff that you worry about. Like she's only, you know, um, 14 months right now. But and obviously she doesn't yeah. have a phone. But, you know, as as she gets older and she starts, you know, going to school and, and whatnot, all this stuff like really got me kind of thinking when when we chatted before. So. Like I said earlier, I think what you guys are doing is awesome and, and super important. And, you know, just getting you guys out there and ex- more exposure is, is super, super important. Um, so, okay, so we kind of covered the abduction cases and, and, and whatnot. What else um, do you guys kind of uh, uh, do? I, I, like, obviously, your sister and, and, and whatnot. But, you know, do you want to maybe elaborate on kind of a little bit more? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there are many features. Some I won't be able to speak on just sure. yet because, you know, we like to, uh, we, we definitely want to keep surprising you guys as we roll out these fantastic features. Um, some of the other features that we have added, uh, when so when you do have an emergency situation and you activate the application, it will also send an, a, a posting to your social media, whether it's uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It'll let your your uh, followers, your friends or family, it, it'll put up a post and saying, hey, I'm in trouble. This is where I am. I need help. So the same kind of messaging way. And then we also have a feature that we've added because we know, you know, younger people like to party, they hang out, they go to bars, they go to clubs. Sure. But when people get intoxicated or a little too excited sometimes, Sometimes people have ill intentions, and far too frequently, young ladies go out and they never they never return home, or something is happened, something is done to them, and or even sometimes it happens to men as well. You sure. know, yep. we've added a feature where if you activate the application, uh, and I'm not going to go too much into this because I don't want to tell you how it works, but sure. when you activate the app it can actually identify who's in your immediate vicinity. Oh, interesting. So it can actually, most likely it'll identify the perpetrator of the crime. Oh, wow. You know, so now we're now we're going into kind of helping with crime solving and helping police to be able to say, well, these are your, this is your suspect number one or suspect number two and three, where the application will identify, you know, Let's say someone is causing some sort of trouble in a bar. Maybe you're getting robbed. Maybe something inappropriate. Whoever the criminal is, chances are, you know, the application will also identify them, and that information will be sent to 911 as well. Sure. No, I, I think that's awesome. So, I, I obviously, like, you keep um, mentioning about um, contacting kind of the police or some sort of other emergency channel. How do you guys kind of work with the police and I, I know when we talked before you're not really you're, you're basically trying to enhance 
what they're trying to do. You're not trying to replace those services. So do you maybe want to kind of talk a little bit more about that? So we do have um, some contacts and relationships with uh, a number of call centers. Okay. As well as, uh, so we've spoken with them and they kind of explained to us, hey, if someone calls in an emergency situation, this is the type of information that we need to be most effective. Right, okay. So as we sat down and we've compiled what they need, we're making sure that when the messaging is going across, whether it's by text, uh, email, or even through the robocall that they receive, it can give those details. Right, okay. So it'll be, it'll be just like if a person were to call and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I need help. This is where I am. This is my name. This is my phone number. That same information is going to our call center. Right. As well as to General 911. So it's, uh, they're getting the same information that they would if someone did call, as well as they're getting a little bit more because now they're having a real-time update of where you are, as well as they're getting a photo of the user. Right. And a little bit more detail. So. Okay. As we continue to build out and elaborate on that, it'll be, uh, they'll get even more details on that. So what cities and states are you guys currently in? Currently, we're, we're, we're throughout most of the U.S., and um, we're, we're, our, our reach is, is really expanding okay. uh, pretty much on, on a regular basis. We continue to reach out. We continue to build out. And uh, we're, we're even, uh, we've actually been invited to introduce our app overseas as well to some other networks. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so that's, uh, we plan on, we plan on being pretty, uh, having a good time with that actually. Okay. So maybe if I want to get kind of the app, um, where, where do I go get that? So you can get the Iudeme app in any play store. So, um, Iudeme spelled I-U-D-A-M-E. You can get that in either the Apple or the Android app stores. We're in development of getting it. We're currently in development to get it into the uh, Windows stores. Okay, yeah. Um, but right now it's available on all Apple and Android devices. Okay. Um, no, that, that's awesome. And, and so um, do you have kind of an estimated uh, Windows phone release date or is it kind of still too early to tell? It's still a little too early to tell. We're in discussions. Uh, coding for a Windows app is slightly different than it is with the totally. other devices. Yeah. No, it makes sense. And the user base is mainly going to be Android and iOS, right? So it makes right, sense. You right. guys are on the major platforms and, and, and whatnot. Right, but we still want to make sure that everyone has access to this for the sense of um, it's not just for certain people. It's for everyone. It's sure. one of those things that everyone should have, you know? Sure. So I, I'm curious, um, what has the feedback kind of been so far from um, people and users? And do you kind of have any success stories that you want to talk about? Well, so uh, as far as I know, off the hand, I think there's been one person who actually had to use it. Really? But they canceled it. They canceled the activ- activ- activation shortly after because. They, they felt something was wrong, but knowing that when they hit the button, that their family and friends started calling right away. Right. Uh, that that kind of made them feel like, wow, okay, yeah, I'm not alone. And and I think that's kind of what, what appeals to most users is that you know that in an emergency situation, no matter where you are, 
you're never alone. No, I think that's, I, I obviously I don't know what like the percentage of that is, but I think you're right. Just having, knowing that you have access to your family and friends and people that can help you almost with a push of a button or two is, is probably may, maybe not like half the, the feeling of comfort, but you know, it's enough that you can really kind of motivate and help people. Right. And you feel comfortable. Right. Right. And that's, that's actually one of the things that really motivates us behind what we're doing is we believe that if someone was in, a, in an emergency situation, God forbid they were having a heart attack or there was some sort of crisis event happening, knowing that you sent for help. For sure. And knowing that people are on the way to your location to help you kind of gives, kind of gives this, this feeling of hope. It makes you want to hold on just a little longer rather than the sense of hopelessness where you're like, I'm never going to be found. I'm never going to be helped. Instead, when you send that emergency, your users, your emergency contacts can actually, when they get that notification, they respond with a message that says, I'm on my way. No, no, totally. I, I think that's that's actually really important, I think, to, to kind of stress that that that's the thing like you don't want people to give up right and you're giving them kind of that extra extra chance which is which is actually really important um so i'm kind of curious how do you guys kind of monetize this is the app free or people do they people have to pay for the app well so currently it's a 30-day free trial and then it's for the basic function of it it's two dollars a month but we're actually in talks of uh, possibly we might just drop that whole price altogether because we feel like the the purpose is bigger. Unfortunately, the 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 only reason we were charging the two dollars is because we would we would kind of recycle that into you know research and development, further expanding sure. the reach and the possibilities of the app. So while we drop that barrier of entry where we no longer will be charging people, we hope that we can bring some investors on board to kind of help us, you know, supplement what we would need to kind of take this thing further. Yeah, no, I think that's super important because, like, I work at a software company, and, and so I think the thing that a lot of people forget um, from a user base, especially non-technical people, and, and I don't mean to, like, rag on them or anything, but... Like there's a new version of Android and iOS out every year, and six months before um, the new version's out, there's a beta version. And sometimes it's not a huge right. changes for for developers, but sometimes it's there's big changes. And sometimes like you guys or all anybody sometimes needs to spend tens or hundreds of hundreds of hours, you know, making updates just to support the latest version. And when and when you get a new phone that it works on the latest phone and, you know, people that are using kind of older devices as well. Not everybody has the latest Android or iPhone, you know, sometimes they're, they're a few years old and, you know, the development costs um, are, are not cheap. And, and especially when you're supporting cross platform and, and different devices and, you know, being Android, iOS and working on Windows phone. So, you know, there's this whole lack of people just like, you know, they'll go buy a $6 latte at Starbucks, but they won't spend 99 cents one time on an app, right? Like, there's this whole right, thing. Right. And, you know, that 99 cent app could have taken hundreds or thousands of hours to develop. And I think, you know, 
that's why I'm just kind of mentioning this because I think what you guys are doing and just giving it away or thinking about giving it away for free is like it's a it's a hard decision because you want to keep adding new features and helping people, but you also need to be able to have the funds to to pay for that. Absolutely. I mean, believe me, I stress my app coders out on a regular basis. <laughs> We're in conversations to the point where I think they might be screening my call sometimes. But, <laughs> but, but uh, on a serious note, I mean, yeah, it, it takes a, a substantial amount of man hours to do the coding and the development. And will we hope to take the app from, from where it is, where we plan on being six months from now, is night and day. Sure. And believe it or not, Kevin, everything that's going into this app, everything that's being done, I've been bootstrapping it out of my own pocket. Sure. The money that I had, and this is on a personal note, the money that I had that I was hoping to buy my first house with is what I've put into Automate to build it because I feel like the purpose for this app, the mission, the reason for it, it, it is bigger than me. So I'm willing to give my all, and that's what I've done. No, and and that's that's awesome, and and that's like obviously very commendable of you that you know you're willing willing to do that for kind of the greater good of of society, and I think that's super important. And so you kind of mentioned you're you're looking for um, kind of investors and and whatnot. Um, maybe do you want to talk a little bit? about kind of what exactly exactly you're looking for and maybe you know some of the listeners out there can either you know get in touch with you or, or kind of even just help you in, in in whatever way they could potentially do that do you want to maybe kind of like are you looking for money are you looking for kind of people to help promote or, or kind of what are you what exactly are you looking for we're, we're actually looking for all of that actually okay so where we are right now is because we plan on doing this conversion to a free app, that sure. means we'll no longer have the income coming in from our subscription base. It's not much of a much. It's not much of a charge at only two dollars a month, but it does help for with, sure. the, with, the, with the things that we do need to pay our coders, to pay our staff, to get things done right, so that our user interface is friendly, to make sure there are no complications and there aren't any glitches to make sure that if our users have any questions, and they have had questions, sure. to make sure that we can get respond to them in a timely fashion, we need to make sure that we can afford this. At this point, once we drop that $2 cost, we, we, we really were kind of grasping at straws at that point because it's going to be free, and we, it's going to be hard to find ways to fund our next steps of evolution and development so we would love for investors to come on board and kind of help us kind of kind of steer the project um we have thousands of users at this point um but we know once we drop that barrier of entry once it becomes free we're going to absolutely go to millions of users and we want to be able to reach to them we want them to be able to reach out to us if there are things that that they don't understand about the app. If, if something isn't as user-friendly as we'd like, we need to be able to have our staff ready and willing to respond, but that takes money. No, for sure. We definitely want, we would definitely love for your listeners to spread the word about the app and help us get more downloads and 
kind of spread the word about the, the importance of having something like this on your device or on your phone, an app like this. It's one of those things where you want to have it but never need to use it mm-hmm. in a best-case scenario, but you never want to need it and not have it. No, that's fair. That's a good way of putting it, actually. Yeah, and I'll, I'll post the link um, to obviously your website and um, both the apps in the show notes um, as well. Um, kind of one other thing that kind of just got me thinking as, as we were kind of talking, would you be kind of open to maybe maybe not necessarily fu- um, people fund- giving you money, for, but maybe just doing like a sponsorship thing, like where they can buy, you know, weeks or months at a time, that says like you know this app sponsored by such and such brand for for your period of time just to kind of help cover your development uh, costs yeah. and support costs or, or are you looking just for kind of investment money? You know we're we're open to both. I mean, okay, the better the proposal. You know, uh, we're we're open. We're open in the sense that we're open because we just want to be able to. We're just going to turn it around. And really, we're while they're investing in us. What we're doing is investing in you guys. You sure. Know, we're investing in the people by being able to help them and be there for them and assist them in these times of great need. So those who do sponsor or donate or invest, they know their, their money isn't just going to be gone with the wind and kind of frivolous, frivolously thrown all about. We're going to put it back into the product and they're going to see where their money has gone. As I said, six months from now, where the app is going to be is going to be night and day. We, we have development plans that are, are mind-boggling, and we're just so excited to be able to have that plan of how we're going to get there. Is there any kind of um, upcoming features that you want to kind of tease? I know you don't really want to maybe say everything, but is there like one or two that you kind of want to promote or kind of loosely talk about? Well, I'll, 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 I'll lightly touch on two, just, just very, very lightly. Sure. Um, one feature uh, will kind of, how do I say this without saying too much? It'll help you plan your next trip, but based on safety. Okay. Interesting. That's, that's one. Okay. And the next, the next feature that we are so monumentally proud of is that coming very shortly, this app will be able to work without any type of signal, without any cell phone towers, without any Bluetooth. We found a way to actually have this app work underground with no signal. Really? I'm, I'm assuming you don't want to talk about the tech kind of behind that. Oh, absolutely not. We're, we're not going to give you that. <laughs> I, I have an idea of how you're doing it, but uh, no, no, I, I think that's awesome. I, I think that's that's really cool. And it, it seems like there's got to be enough organizations across um, at least the major cities in, in North America that they got to have some sort of government funding even to just, you know, th- throw towards something like this because – you know, they can't, not always can, you know, can they send some sort of emergency responder as quick as they like, just based on, you know, certain times of the day and week and and, and whatnot, and even time of year. 
And so, you know, if they can just notify somebody that's off call or, or your neighbor or, or, or something, like, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I, you know, have you, have you looked at, at reaching out to any kind of municipality kind of government stuff, or is that still kind of too early on for you guys? So we, we, we're, you know, being that we're only a few months in, we've spoken to a few people uh, that definitely do have some interest. Sure. Um, but interest only gets you so far, right? For sure, yeah. Um, so they kind of they they're excited about it. They wanna everyone wants to watch and yeah, see yeah, where yeah. it goes. No one wants to be the first one, you know. But but we're gonna keep moving forward. Um, you know, one of the things that we we mentioned, like you said, you know, nine you know nine one one might not always be ready to jump and get to you right away. Maybe there's a lot of things going on. God forbid. But so one of the things we do recommend is that our users add perhaps a family member or a next door neighbor that's nearby. Sure. Um, for people who recently had surgical procedures or some oh, sort of yeah. uh, something done, we ask that they add a neighbor, a nearby family member, and especially their doctor. Totally. So if their doctor knows, hey, you know, we just had this procedure and we sent, you know, John Doe home, all of a sudden I'm getting this alert that John Doe's in trouble. Yeah, chances are what we just did, there's some sort of a residual effect. So, you know what, let me see if I can get there as soon as possible or send someone as soon as possible to kind of give me an update as to what's going on and what steps need to be taken. No, I, I think... No, that's actually really interesting. I never thought of that angle, but it makes total sense because I've had it where, you know, I've had some sort of something done and, um, you know, you, your doctor will give them your like cell phone number or something. And it's like, call me if you, you need me and, and whatnot. So I think just having something on your phone, because not sometimes like you're right, like based on whatever situation you're going through, you might not be able to physically make a call, right? Or, or, or whatever, right? So just being right. able to kind of push a button quickly makes a lot of sense. And and it's interesting. Um, <coughs> so I'll, I'll tease one more. I'll tease one sure. more feature. For you. No, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so, and this, I'm only this. This is the first interview that I'm actually going to mention this on. I haven't said it to other interviews that I've said this. All right, I, I appreciate that. Be, <laughs> <laughs> we have a feature that's coming out, and we thought about the idea of, you know, we thought about abductions. We thought about different criminal activities where, you know maybe someone's nearby or maybe your hands are tied. What do you do if your hands are tied? Interesting. And you can't push the Ayutame button. Right. We are going to release a feature that allows you to create a keyword, a trigger word that oh, you say okay. and it will activate the application. That's very cool. We've actually already developed it. We just haven't rolled it out just yet. Okay. So, do you know roughly when so that is for that's you coming out? and your listeners to know. Okay. No, that Michael, that's awesome. I, I, I really appreciate that. Um, well, maybe um, we're kind of coming to the end of the show. So maybe once again, maybe do you want to give, um, if just somebody, if they tuned in kind of a little bit later in the show, do you want to maybe give kind of a, just a quick overview of what you guys are doing again? Um, just because I think it's important and, um, and then kind of close with uh, where people can find you online and then um, kind of maybe mention anywhere else that you kind of want to promote. Does that sound good? Absolutely. So we are 
Ayudame, spelled I-U-D-A-M-E. We are an emergency an emergency response app where we allow you to build your own personal emergency response team as well as 911 when you activate this application. Uh, your emergency contacts and 911 will be emerg- will be notified to where you are. Um, they're notified that there's an emergency situation. And if you are in motion, the application lets them know in real time where you are and what you're, where you're going. Um, the application is great for uh, for families who who are very active. They're, it's great for anyone. We have a feature where uh, you can monitor your children or elderly parents. Um, the app is just a great emergency app, something to have in case there's ever any unthinkable situation. You can activate the application, and like we say in our industry, help is on the way with the push of a button. We can be found at our website is iudame.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on all those social media sites. And we'd love to hear from you. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us directly at uh, info at uh, or you can reach out to us at help. If you have any questions about how to set up your application, you can reach out to us at help at iudame.com. Oh, Michael, that's that's awesome. Um, just out of curiosity, what's the story behind the name? So the story behind the name, as I mentioned earlier on, was uh, we. Uh, I remember as my uh, as I mentioned, my sister that passed away that inspired yeah. the app. I remember as she has two beautiful daughters, uh, Danielle and Alexis. And as I remember watching them grow up, and they were very into Dora the Explorer. Okay. And there was always one part of it that it, it would kind of get on my nerves, but it would always stick with me, where Dora would scream out. Ayuda me, ayuda me, <laughs> tell her partners to help me, help me in this situation. And it just kind of stuck with uh, ayuda me, because in Spanish, ayuda me means help me. No, no, in, I think that's in good. Italian it's, in, in Italian, it's ayutame, but it's, it's all help me. Okay. So it, 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 that stuck with it, and I said, you know what, that's, that's the name, ayuda me. I think it's super important. Um, go check it out online. Michael, thanks for taking the time out of your uh, day to have this chat with me. And uh, I look forward to staying in touch. And, uh, you know, maybe we should have you on the show maybe again in the summer or, or later in the year and kind of cover the new features and the process and kind of where you guys are at. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I, I look. For, I would love to speak to you again. When those, when those other features come out, I, I mean, I'm just going to be dripping with joy well, that's awesome <laughs> just let you guys know you know it's so exciting for us thank you for having us perfect well uh we'll be in touch soon and uh thanks again for doing the show and uh yeah we'll talk soon thank you have okay. a great day and to all your listeners thank you very much great show all right thanks okay bye Bye-bye. thanks for listening to the show I'm also going to be at the Startup Expo in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, February 16th and 17th, recording shows. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com. Until next time, keep building the future.